0: Hello and welcome to a unexpected maybe episode of Simon is Pro Wrestling Show. <clears throat> a bit of cough there for you, is what you want when we kick things off. You have you watched in yesterday, you tuned in. It was basically, you know, one of those things where it was a little bit of a shorter episode yesterday because life got in the way beforehand. So I thought we'd balance things out by doing another one straight after not straight after SmackDown, but obviously the usual podcast goes live at Tuesday at 1 p.m. BST. So though we do one at Wednesday at 1 p.m. BST, we can just wrap up the SummerSlam weekend. And of course, make sure if you don't listen to the Simon of Pro Wrestling podcast slash Simon of Pro Wrestling show on your audio devices, you do that now because there is a special episode out there where we just talk about SummerSlam 2019. It went live late last night. And yeah, then you can get my complete thoughts, my complete brain functionality onto the second biggest pay-per-view or the second WWE pay-per-view of the year biggest pay-per-view and of course in around about 59 minutes we can head on over to what culture wrestling as a team as friends and when we're there we will up those downs for smackdown and that'll be it it'll be done all four days will be in the books and we can try and figure out where wwe is going to next if you are joining on youtube live right now thank you very much i appreciate you being here Uh, There's a bunch of links and stuff in the description below. You can check that out. But namely, uh, if you want to ask a question, if you have a statement you want to make, if you want to call me a bald idiot, there is something called a super chat. It's a little dollar sign beneath the chat box. Just throw something in there. And we can have a little chat. Uh, Hayda Barty gets right in there in the super chat and says, when are you next wrestling in Buckinghamshire? That's a good question because my knowledge of county sucks. My next match in Buckinghamshire will probably be, he says, grabbing his phone, to try and get his bookings up so that he, know, he knows what's going down. I would presume my next Buckinghamshire wrestling will be at some point in November, I believe. I think it's the 3rd of November. So keep that in your heads. But if anything else comes up, I shall let you know. So yeah, there we go. That's how the Super Chat works. Look at that. Right on the money. You can do that too. You can ask anything you want. You can make a statement. I will read it out. And if I think you're being offensive, I will tell you that too. So, you know, I thought, before we get into SmackDown, I thought the coolest thing, well, it kind of ties into SmackDown, or more specifically, who was not on SmackDown, and that was Bray Wyatt. And I noticed this morning on Twitter, as well as last night, a few people tweeted me saying, oh, Simon, I can't believe you didn't give a down for Bray Wyatt not being on Raw. And then this morning, like, oh, I wasn't on SmackDown, down, down, down. I'm like, nah, no, we've gone. The, the, WWE, we, we, uh, you know, holding themselves back is the greatest thing they possibly could have done. We don't need to see Bray Wyatt on television each and every week. In fact, it should be, I think we said this yesterday, it should be a question of sitting around and waiting and trying to figure out when he is going to pop up again next. And you should always have that thing in the back of your brain. Are we going to see Bray Wyatt? Aren't we going to see Bray Wyatt? What's Bray Wyatt doing? Who's he going to go after next? The quickest way to balance out that character and to make him feel less special is to feature him each and every week. Think how much better Roman Reigns has felt ever since WWE's handled him a little bit more sparingly. There is a big enough roster there that we don't need. And it's good. It's good that you're mad that you didn't see him. And you have to find the balance out. But that's the job of Vince McMahon and the creative writing team. What is the you know, what is the smart balance between making sure that he is exposed but not overexposed and people are still going to tune in hoping that they see him and yet not getting to the point where they're disappointed because they're like, well, where the hell's Bray Wyatt been? That's the key. That's the thing you need to figure out. And I, I just think, again, I think the quickest and the fastest way to make this feel like every other wrestler on that on that, um, on that that roster is to just continually have him do it. Because you get bored of it after a while. The reason that entrance of SummerSlam was so cool is because we've never seen anything. Well, we've seen things like it, but not for some time, especially not from Bray White. And again, our anticipation levels had been, well, they had been increased. They were on the rise. We we're like, well, which ways, you know. We don't know. It was the coolest thing. It's like most of us presumed that Finn Balor would have his ass kicked. But we didn't know the presentation of Bray. And then when we saw it, everybody was talking about it. He had the severed head. That caused a whole bunch of controversy on YouTube. The whole thing was great. The whole thing kicked ass. And trust me, by the 20th time you see that, if we get to the 20th time, as long as we we take the right path, it's not going to be as good. It's not going to be as good. Like, I'm not saying it won't still be good. But the first time is usually the best time because... Again, it's 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 an experience you weren't ready for, and there was no reason for him to be on Raw and SmackDown. Like they told a very, both shows were quite by the numbers this week, but they still told decent stories with a bit of continuity in the mix. And whatever Bray Wyatt is going to do next is going to be so, do something brand new. So do that when you need to fill a hole in the show, or well, hopefully they have got better long term plans than that. But you know what I mean. That's my point. Like, if he had been on SmackDown, you would have taken away from the Roman Reigns storyline, you know, who tried to kill Roman Reigns, which is, you know, that's dominating that show at the moment, as it should do. It's a really interesting, funny story uh, that has twists and turns and cliffhangers. You know, is it Daniel Bryan? Is it Eric Rowan? Is it somebody else? Is it returning Luke Harper? That's the new conspiracy theory. And he's going to slot into the Daniel Bryan Rowan team. I don't want all of a sudden date. I don't. I didn't. Need, I didn't need Bray Wyatt on that show. Like I really, 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 really didn't. Shout out to is in two two nine six in the super chat who says, "Do you think the Gargano Cole match outstayed its welcome?" Well, this is another part of uh, of, of, the, of the sort of the internet reaction after SummerSlam weekend, and Johnny Gargano even even mentioned it. You know, he kind of I don't know whether he's being facetious or not, but he was like, you know, fans in the arena seemed to like it. They were on their feet. But I'll always try. You know, I'll always try and work harder. I'm a you know, that's what I want to do. I want to appease everybody. When I was watching it, I didn't think it overstayed its welcome. I didn't think it was as good as the other matches that they'd had. But again, maybe that's the law of the dimin- diminishing returns. I enjoyed the craziness of it. I like the fact that it turned into a three stages of hell match, basically. And I think that Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano could ha <laughs> fight forever And you'd always get something out of it. But I didn't think it necessarily needed to get the backlash that it did do. I know a lot of it was fueled on by Dave Meltzer. Not intentionally, he just voiced his opinion. And a lot of people jump on those opinions. But no, I didn't think Outstate is welcome. I thought it was a good main event. I thought that takeover in general wasn't as good as some other takeovers we've seen. But that's all right. That's okay. Not everything has to smash it out of the park. You can just have a really good wrestling show, get to the end of it and go, wow, that was a really good wrestling show. And then move on to something else. Undead FB Goo in the super chat says, hey, Simon, I have a theory. Bray White will attack Corbin. The last two people he went after was Foley and Angle. The connection Raw like this extra vid. Well, that's very kind. Well, that's true. He has been going after raw GMs. I hope he doesn't attack Baron Corbin because I, I that's not as interesting, as as exciting to me as some other people on the roster. But hey, look, if he attacks him, absolutely beats him up, and that's that, we leave it there, that's fine. And also, you know, talking about Bray Wyatt not being not being on either show, shout out to, you know, shout out to, to WWE for holding off Lacey Evans, for holding off Baron Corbin. I know Bobby Lashley is injured, but it means when they come back, you may even be happy to see them, and you may even be keen to see what kind of feuds and programs they're going to go in. It was the same with Braun Strowman not being on SummerSlam. I bet Braun Strowman hated not being on SummerSlam. But when you try and fit, you know, it was uh, when you try and fit circles into square holes, square pegs, whichever the phrase is, it never works. And Roman Reigns wasn't Roman Reigns wasn't on there. Daniel Bryan wasn't on there. But that was to aid the story that they were in. You could have maybe done a tease or something on SummerSlam. But there was one point it was going to be Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam was the rumor. I don't know how true that is. But if it is and WWE held back, then more credit to WWE. Genuinely. Because it served that story better. We got another cliffhanger ending out of it on SmackDown. You know, Daniel Bryan and Rowan have declared that they will announce who tried to kill Roman Reigns in a week's time. And if you were invested in all of that, you now have a reason to tune in. And WWE shows always used to end like that. Sometimes too much. Again, we always talk about Kai and Ty wanting to chop off Valvina's penis. That's why they wanted you to tune back in the following week. Has Valvina still got his dick? But I don't think you need to do it every week, but I do think. You know, when do you ever watch, a, if you're watching a drama series, right, something like Game of Thrones, most of the men with cliffhangers, it's kind of different in the streaming world we live in because you can just jump to the next episode. So As long as they've got you, or, or, in some sense, it's fine. But WWE should be, you know, they should be a, a, a product, a, a TV show. That makes you want to tune in next week and not just because you watch wrestling and that's what you always do because you feel like it's going to reward you for investing your time and you'll find out the conclusion to the story that you have been witnessing it's really 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 simple so you know I think WWE is is making a lot of good strides at the moment. And, you know, again, they weren't blockbuster shows, but they were fun and they were interesting shows. Andy N in the super chat says, do you think Bray might beat Seth at Hell in the Cell for the title and we might not see him until after Clash of Champions? I love your content. Um, that's the wrong way around, right? Because Clash of Champions is the next event. So if he's going to beat them at Hell in the Cell, I think Hell in the Cell is October. Uh, no, apparently the direction is going to be Braun Strowman versus Seth Rollins, which I guess makes sense with the ending on Raw. My only worry about that is I don't think they're going to let Braun win. And where that leaves Braun after he loses to Seth, I don't know. And I guess the idea then will be that Seth can take on these big guys and win. What a cool cat he is. I mean, I would like Bray White to win the title before the end of the year. I've said this a few times. And then hopefully hold it through to WrestleMania. Uh, depending on the situation maybe he even retains at Wrestlemania but I want him in that top guy position sooner rather than later so if we do make any mistakes with him at least he's been established as a top guy because that was the problem with Bray Wyatt version one shout out to Matt Hardy he had all the tools to be a top guy but his feuds never lived up to it and so by the time we you know booked him into the ground there was no way to come back because he was we'd already made up our mind hence why he had to go away for ages and we had to rehab him and now we do have a better version of him there's no two ways about it i think the fiend slash you know tv presenter dynamic is far more interesting than the wyatt family you know i i'm not saying i saw a shelf life with the wyatt family but i see less of a shelf life with this because i think it you know it's something that could only be done on wrestling television I don't think there are many other walks of life where you could get away with this and it make any sense. And that's cool. It means you can play around with expectation. And that's what I would like them to do. But he should definitely, definitely, definitely be. And when he, let's say it is Seth Rollins he goes after. When he is put in that match or, you know, when he makes his intentions known, Seth Rollins and anybody else, much like Finn Balor, has got to set it like, no way, man. This is the worst. This is worse than Brock. This is worse than Braun. This is worse than anybody I've ever faced. You have to, like, um, when mankind uh, transformed into Cactus Jack and Triple H showed it like he saw a ghost. That's the kind of stuff you need. And if you do do that, you, you're going to keep this specialness around Bray White alive for a lot longer. Because if everybody on TV is reacting that way, you're going to start reacting that way too. Especially if then Bray White goes and backs up his words and his actions. Which he didn't do before, so you know we will see. The only real down about SmackDown for me was, you know, we had all that build up to Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon at SummerSlam, and I, I, I'm stupid. I'm an idiot. It's my fault. I deserve to be smashed around the head. But I wanted to believe that Kevin Owens smashing Kevin, uh, <laughs> smashing Shane McMahon in the balls was done to give us a cathartic moment and to show that Kevin, I Ow- uh, show that Shane McMahon was getting his comeuppance. Instead, what it was to do was to continue the program because on SmackDown, Kevin Owens got fined $100,000 by Shane McMahon for attacking Elias, who was official or a guest enforcer. And then we had Samoa Joe versus Kevin Owens later in the show and Samoa Joe won after a fast count from Elias, who had just been a distraction the whole time. I think it sucks for Elias being in that position because like, you know, a year ago or maybe a bit less, five, six months, however long it was, you know, he was going to have that face turn and it felt like he was ready and they turned him face and they turned him back heel again and then becoming Shane's lackey, I kind of feel like has killed all his momentum. I don't understand. I mean, does this mean we're going to do another Shane McMahon-Kevin Owens match soon? Because if we do, you know that Kevin Owens is going to lose that one. So that will suck. And Samoa Joe feels like a utility player. (laughs) It's like, we need someone to be drafted in. Let's go and get Samoa Joe. So I... I just didn't need to see it anymore. I felt like the story had come to a natural conclusion, and then to carry that on, I was a bit like, "Man, it was a real sort of juxtaposition." I don't know what the right word would be, but an antithesis or, or you know, polar opposites. I think the Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns Rowan storyline stuff is really, really good, really interesting. Kind of keeps going off in directions you're not so sure about, and then Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens feels like a dead horse at this point, and yet we keep on, we keep on whipping it like. D- if Kevin Owens got fined $100,000 as a way to shame it, man, to punish him and his family, because Kevin Owens has said that him and his family watched the beating and they all loved it and they were really happy. I mean, I, I know and that sounds ridiculous, but I know he wasn't fined $100,000. So I'm not going to get any, you know, there's no sympathy there. I don't know. I just thought it was a really weird segment. I just don't want to see it anymore. I just, I thought it would be a great time for Shane McMahon to be able to go away for six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks. And then when he came back, we could portray him something new and it would be cool to see him back. Maybe they build the build to Survivor Series, or maybe even the build to the Royal Rumble. He could even be a surprise in the Royal Rumble. That's fine. I don't mind seeing Shane McMahon on my TV. It's just when he's not. Well, no, no but it's just too much. It's just too much, and we need to we need to, to ramp it back a little bit. Uh, Undead FB Goo said I, in the super chat, I almost threw my crumpet at the TV with Shane. You see, Kevin Owens fell to his knees in disgust, and Undead FB Goo threw a crumpet. A crumpet. Crumpets are really good cheap which is nice that's why i like a crumpet and if you ruin it i have another one who cares but still throwing crumpets at your tv screen is not what wwe is trying to get you to do Leech 96 and the super chat says i think they are going to go for the demon kin versus the fiend at wrestlemania for the fiend lost possibly i hate this theory i mean fair play to you Leech. i mean if that's what you want great but i hate it i just don't like the fiend that uh the, the demon that much i think he's okay But it's never been portrayed in the same way as this Bray Wyatt character has. The Demon is just some thing that Finn Balor busts out every now and then. There's no story behind it on the main roster. It's never been pushed in in the same way. I don't like that at all. I do not want the Demon King to be the first person to beat The Fiend. I think it's a bad idea. I think it's a bad idea around. I am done with Finn Balor Bray Wyatt matches. I think we should just move on. To new feuds and new ideas. And I don't even think we should have the loss for Bray Wyatt in our minds. That's just my opinion. I know not a lot of people agree with it. But I wouldn't get much out of the Demon King versus the Fiend at WrestleMania. Genuinely. And that makes me sound crazy. But I would not. I think there's so many more interesting matches you can do. Because although, you know, the Demon is different. It is still Finn Balor. And I don't want Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. Because to me, straight away, that's a match that goes right in the middle of the card. That's not where I want Bray White to be come WrestleMania 36. I think there's more to this. And again, I think we have to establish it as quickly as possible that there is more to this. Just my two cents. AJ Parker in the super chat, hand on the heart. All hail the Fiend King. We established yesterday Bray White can win the King of the Ring and be the Fiend King. Simon, hope you're doing well. I can't wait for ups and downs, and I hope we get a Simon Says or some other brilliant segment. Nikki Crox rules, crikey. The segment on SmackDown, of course, is the continuing investigation. And the detective trying to figure out the Roman Reigns case that dominates today's ups and downs. I would just, I would just throw it out there. And also, not going to lie, you tune into my podcast, you get behind the scenes news. Much like Bray Wyatt, I, I like to sometimes just have all the segments that people like disappear because, you know, it makes people. What's the word I'm looking for? It makes it makes them miss it, and that way they they don't get overexposed, they don't get overdone. I try and balance that out as much as I can. I try and feel it, as they say. I try and feel, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Uh, I don't know. Charlotte Flair versus Ember Moon, decent match. It was kind of just there. Um, if I was Ember Moon, I'd be a bit worried about what WWE has in store for me because you just lost to Bailey and you just lost a Charlotte Flair, and then you build up to your Summerless Sand match. You just lost a lot. So I don't know what direction uh, we're going with there. And look, the New Day revival, Randy Orton, Kobe Kingston stuff. Loved it. It was good. Randy Orton looked like a badass. That program will continue. I'm still kind of hoping that somehow Orton gets the title and can, you know, really throw it in, you know, Kofi's face. I told you, you couldn't beat me and now I took your championship and he should do that by vicarious means, of course. And then Kofi could win it back. Win it back in a few months. I, it does, given that the revival got a visual pinfall over Xavier Woods, it does suggest to me that we're going to get the revival versus the new day. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, which is really strange. But they'll probably have some good matches. They're two, they're two good teams. And as Undead FB Goo in the Super Chat has said, I loved Roman versus Buddy. Literally, I was going next. Like you guys are on it. And of course, if you want to contribute to the Super Chat, you can. You can ask anything you want. Say anything you want. Um, you got any opinions from Raw, SmackDown, SummerSlam, just let me know. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Buddy Murphy-Roman Reigns match was just awesome. It was just great because a... It was a bit ridiculous, given that Buddy Murphy moved to SmackDown in April or whenever it was. And this was his first official match. But what a first official match to have, right, against Roman Reigns. And the fact that he hanged, or hung, I should say, whichever the right, yeah, it changes. doesn't matter. The fact that he was able to stand toe-to-toe with Roman Reigns, who was considered the top guy in the company, is one of the best matches we've seen on TV in ages, I thought. You know, even though Buddy Murphy lost, he took that incredible spear at the end, but also, you know, he came out the other side feeling like a bigger deal than he had when he went in. And that is the idea. You, know, you, you Making someone a winner, even though they're a loser, is really what wrestling should be about in the right context. And that's what Roman Reigns and Buddy Murphy did here. If Roman Reigns, not Roman Reigns, if Buddy Murphy hasn't impressed management to the point now they sit down and say, okay, okay, we got to do something with Buddy Murphy, then I don't know what else that guy's got to do. Like, I really, really, really don't. And also, obviously, he's integral to the Roman Reigns Who Killed Me storyline just go if you don't want to watch anything else go and watch the spear that he took well, the new thing is everybody in wwe watched that new japan spot hence why when drew mcintyre claymore kicked cedric alexander he did a flip and here we got a spear with a flip like buddy murphy took a flip and it looked physically ridiculous but it looked awesome so i said say physics it looked ridiculous but it was just great it got everyone popping it made roman reigns look cool and the whole thing made Buddy Murphy look like he could stand at the top. I'm not saying that means he should become a Universal Champion, but I am saying surely we need to start using him a bit better than we have been t- to this point. Like it's a really, really, really good match. Like it was right in the middle of SmackDown. It was a good what, ten minutes? Great back and forth. Uh, Buddy Murphy kicked out of the Superman punch. Not the best thing in the world because most people do, but still, he's Buddy Murphy, right? He's never been given a massive opportunity on a non two o five live show, and he is really talented. I I tell you, there's there's something there. And I hope that was his that was his moment to shine. He shone. And now I hope he gets what he deserves. Uh, Michael Kennedy in the super chat says, Is it true WWE are souring on Bray? (laughs) No, no, it's not. I think that they I think that they think uh, that he's one of the most integral and important pieces of the puzzle. I don't know where you've heard. I haven't heard that, though. Maybe there's something I don't know. But no, I would say no. I don't think so. Big T Suts and the Super Chat says, who is going to win King of the Ring? Well, it's not going to be Kevin Owens. He's so going to get screwed out of that by Elias and Shane McMahon. Uh, Drew McIntyre would be high on my list. I think he'll definitely get to the final. And outside of that, I think it's a crapshoot. You may be able to put Ali in there, potentially into Ali versus Drew McIntyre. Um, you know, because that way you get Ali back to where he was before his injury. I think probably Drew McIntyre will win the whole thing. I can see, you know, given how he he dominated Cedric Alexander, really, and how he's now been moved away from Shane McMahon, I'm hoping somebody went, you know, we need to shift this and we need to change things up. So I'll, I'll put my money on Drew McIntyre, but as long as the tournament itself feels important, everyone that enters makes out that it's really important too so the King of the Ring doesn't feel like an afterthought, this will be really good. The finals are going to be at Clash of Champions. I think I'd make it the main event. I'd honestly make it the main event because then you're really saying this is a tournament that we want you to take seriously. And I haven't seen one person say that they're, 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 they're upset that it's back because of course they're not. It's, ah oh man, I'm, I'm I'm quietly confident but also, also worried. Chicken Salad in the Super Chat said, Mysterio losing is all all-time disrespectful oh sorry Mysterio losing all the time is is disrespectful um I mean it depends it depends what they do with Andrade next week if it benefits Andrade then I don't mind it but I don't really understand the idea with Ray. he obviously cut that promo going my family my family which makes it sound like he wants to quit but he's got to keep his family fed maybe they're doing that again it could be the whole oh I'm old and I can't compete anymore We'll have to see, but if they do nothing with Andrade, I'll be mad. I saw people really angry because Ali beat Andrade in a dark match at SmackDown. doesn't mean anything. It's a dark match. Anybody could win in dark matches. If we're going to start getting mad about that and we have to get mad at the house show results, you're never going to be happy. So I thought that was a bit strange. I don't know why. It's a dark match. It's not part of the story. Uh, Anthony, where have you gone? Taggle in the super chat says, Buddy versus Shinsuke Nakamura at Clash of Champions. I, mean, I don't know what we're going to do with that because obviously Ali and Shinsuke weren't on SmackDown at all. <laughs> surprise, surprise. The Intercontinental Champion, not on the show. I don't know. I mean, I'd take it. I'd do a three-way. I don't think we've wrapped up the Ali stuff yet. I mean, how you get there, I don't know. No, actually, I don't think you should do that at Clash of Champions. Clash of Champions should be something like... Daniel Bryan versus Buddy Murphy, or Rowan versus Buddy Murphy, if they're going to do Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan there. But Buddy Murphy should keep up with those guys. And once that's done, yeah, sure, you can put him against Shinsuke. They'd have a great match. But no, 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 I wouldn't wouldn't bring him down that that quickly. Uh, Zach Berardi in the Super Chat, who just vanished, says, Shane is going to win King of the Ring. Shane isn't in it. I mean, Shane wasn't in the Best in the World tournament either. If Shane wins King of the Ring... I may stop watching wrestling. I mean, I won't because that's my job and I'm very lucky to be able to do that. But a small part of me will die. The, the fan part of me will stop watching wrestling, even though I'll continue to watch it as a critic. Nobody wants that. That's not good heat. And you can't do anything with that. He's Shane McMahon forever. He's always going to be able to be involved. We've got to give it to someone and make sure we light a fire under their ass afterwards. It's got to serve the roster it really does michael kennedy follows up his thing about bray and said some bs report i read online about bray well i haven't heard it michael i mean it could be true i doubt it i don't see what he would have done you know he, he smashed everything out of, out of the park and it, it, look if they have soured on him then again that's like shane mcmahon when king of the ring i'd be like well, what are we even doing <laughs> we hit money because the thing about bray white is he's made wrestling cool again or at least a lot of people think the character is cool. You know, they're watching that entrance, they're talking about it, and they want to know a bit more. And that's where the counter argument comes in that maybe he should have been on Raw or SmackDown if people post SummerSlam are looking for him. But maybe that means they'll go looking for him next week. I don't know. Lou Miller in the Super Chat says, good last name, Seth should be the one who attacked Roman. Thoughts? No. We, I don't think you can turn Seth heel now. Not after everything we've been through. I think it'd be such a waste of time, and it would be. It would just negate what we've seen for the last six to eight months. I think the the key now and the plan now should be how do we get Seth Rollins to be the biggest babyface we possibly can. You know, they don't want him to be attacking Roman. They want him to be Roman on Raw. They want people to to react like they do to Roman. And I think Roman's still the number one merch seller and everything like that. I don't want Seth. I'm sure Seth is doing really, really well. But no. And also, I don't really want to see a Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns program. I wouldn't get much out of that. I'd much rather they they stayed away from each other, and we come back to that when it feels a bit more, I guess, fresh. It wouldn't feel fresh at the moment, so no, I I, I wouldn't want that. I hope it's Daniel Bryan. I I just think it, I just think it works. I just think it's, you know, it's okay that we think it's it's okay to have the obvious conclusion to the story as long as it's delivered well. And if it results in Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns matches, sweet. I'm happy. Leech what is next for Brock? a super chat, by the way. What is next for Brock? Uh, I think we'll see him again October the 4th when they debut on Fox. He's already been announced for the show. They've started to do advertising for it. Uh, and he'll probably be in a big match, I'd imagine. Maybe not on SmackDown, but maybe he'll go straight into the world title program, go after Kofi if he's still the champion. Uh, but yeah, I think Brock will be away now for a couple of months probably for the best. Again, it's the whole show's been about is not overexposing people and we will probably react big when when he, when he does return. And it will be a good draw for, for, that, for that show, especially if, you know, he does move to SmackDown properly. I think that will feel quite good. Uh, Vicky Branson, who obviously is a member, which we appreciate. I believe that Vince doesn't like Bray, but I could be super wrong, but Bray is selling merch like no one's business. That is true. He sold those boxes out in seconds so they will definitely like that amy in the super chat says hey simon love the shows you make my days brighter as i'm a carer bloody gorgeous man you are and a joy to listen to long live miller it's very flattering made me go a little bit red there amy that's very kind and also shout out to you for being a carer that is a very very selfless and very very difficult job i can imagine so more power to you And if i'm able to provide you some entertainment and some distraction from all of that then you're very welcome I will continue to do what I can. Have a great day. Keep smashing it. Keep being you. And the best name ever W Gag Gag Gift Studios Bailey Robert C. Just threw some money in the super chat. Why wouldn't he? That W Gag Gag Gift Studios Bailey Robert C. He's such a card. He's such a crazy so and so. Undead FB Goo as well. Always supporting the super chat. It says, Simon, you know I'm obsessed with Bray because he is awesome. Uh, so much that when I'm asleep, I now have what matches he can have, my strange brain. I just think that's a, a resting story well done. He, you know, he's got into your psyche, he's in your subconscious... Uh, you're relating to him as a wrestler don't forget there'll be other people out there as well that will be doing the same they've only just found wrestling and Bray Wyatt will be the guy that ironically lets them in and you know make sure that they stay a fan for as long as they, as long as they want and you could argue there's not a lot of people doing that right now like, if you're into horror and you see Bray Wyatt you'd be like oh sweet and no disrespect to sort of Roman Reigns Seth Rollins Drew McIntyre Elias you know guys with long hair and dark beards you may not be able to decipher between them and you may be like, none of these guys really are speaking to me. I'll, I'll go and do something else. It's why I kind of feel like bright colors need to come back to wrestling as well. Another one of my bizarre ideas. I think it's a big reason people like Velveteen Dream because he's purple and he's bright and he's light and he can carry it off with his persona. A lot of dudes these days are just dark clothing, walkout. out. I know, I'm the same. I'm a wrestler. I fall into that category too. Uh, maybe that's something I need to think about. Although I do have Y slapped over my ass. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm trying a little bit. But yeah, I... I I think a bit of color, yeah, a bit of color I someone else I think it was Chris Jericho that said that once that he would always look and see what colors people weren't using, and he'd get that on his gear and that's you know that's thats that's a really 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 smart thing, smart thing to do, and it's one of those reasons why he's coming up to fifty years old and he's still one of the most important people in the wrestling business. I mean all out is what two and a half weeks away, Chris Jericho going for the world championship, is it two weeks away or three weeks away? It's two years, it is two weeks on Saturday, my word. I mean, how crazy is that gonna be? We've kind of got out of SummerSlam now, which does, you know, sap away our, our attentions a little bit. You know, we're we're very much sort of, oh, WWE. And then we're gonna move into all out. And then once we get through September, we're into that crazy first week of October. And then that's a whole new kettle of fish. I think it's uh I think it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting end of the year. And again, I think WWE's put themselves in a good position. Raw was decent, SmackDown was decent. Solid shows. There are some things on there I don't like. Desperate to know where Rusev is to the point that I'm going to do a video for What Culture about it. I understand he's supposed to be taking some time off, but I don't care. I want him back. I miss Rusev. I mean, how he can't even get Shinsuke Nakamura on the show, so I don't think he was a champion. So I don't know what Rusev would do. But yeah, it's crazy. Crazy that Rusev just doesn't even exist anymore. Not even when I'm watching the show do I expect him, which means when he does come back, if he comes back, I'll react like crazy. But yeah, that's really disappointing to me. I think that's really sad. I want to see Rusev back on my television. But we're not going to. I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens. He was talking about it on Twitter the other day. He just said he knows what he's going to do next. I don't know what that is. I have absolutely no idea. I'm just going through the wrestling news to make sure I haven't missed anything. It was weird. I, it wasn't that. Oh, Roman Reigns apparently re signed with WWE. Five year deal, I'm sure, for lots of money. Good for him. Like, I mean, that's out of sarcastic. I meant it seriously. My point being is that I don't think that he, he was never going to go anywhere else. Like, he's such a company guy. And obviously, he's treated in the way that you'd want to be that you'd want to be treated so you know why, why wouldn't he why wouldn't he do that leech96 in the super chat says the fiend reminded me of kane's wwe debut absolutely scary if i was a kid now i'd be terrified of the fiend like i was terrified of kane absolutely and loads of people loads of people have said the same you know i know dads that that happened they were like you're not watching this child <laughs> it's like you can't do it but i think it's good it's good to scare kids like you have to be a parent you have to be a dad you have to be a mum. you have to make sure they're not going to bed at night freaking out you don't want that and they kind of have to you know explain wrestling to to them in a way that doesn't you know it doesn't break the the bubble they understand what it is but they're not you know crying themselves to sleep you don't want to do that but it was the same as Kane you know I think in what Kane debuted 22 years ago I mean if we can get to the point where we're still talking about Bray Wyatt or the Fiends debut in 22 years time which will be what? 2041. (laughs) Is that right? Is that We're in 19, 29, 39. Yeah, it'll be 2041. Let's not even talk about this, leech. We need to back off this subject. But look, if we are, and if WWE is even still around and aliens haven't come down and blown us all up, then it will have been an absolute smash success. And it probably means you've got two decades worth of longevity out of him. He'll be a legend. He'll be a hero. He'll be many people's favorite ever wrestler. He'll go into the Hall of Fame and maybe he goes into politics. And then he has to answer these questions. First question, didn't you once come to the ring holding a, a lantern of your own severed head? And then maybe he won't get elected because you never know what the future holds. Chicken Salad said, Austin's new show was good. He's such a cool guy. He's going to be on Hot Ones tomorrow. That should be good. It was a good show. It's amazing as well. I I I can't even remember the other dude that was on it. I just watched it because it's Steve Austin, (laughs) and I find Steve Austin entertaining. But yeah, it was very easy to watch. It was kind of just looking to both him and his guest lives. Nothing special, nothing out of the ordinary. It was again. It it felt like an executive going, "Do you know who's good to watch? Steve Austin." Find a way to put him on after Raw, and I think it did like a one point two rating. I think that's I think I think that's good for USA. You'd have to tell me if you're in America, but I'm pretty sure the rating was 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 happy all around, and we have to see what it does next week. Uh, and then FB Goose says, talking about All Out in the super chat, can you call the Jimmy Darby Joey match? I mean, it all depends on what the plan is. It all depends on where they see Jimmy Havoc, where they see Joey Janela, or where they see Darby Allen. Like who? Because you could argue right now they're the guys sort of under the main event scene who are going to pad out the mid card, and I'm sure each of them will get a push as and when. Which one do they want to push first? I mean, you could. I can see them doing a Joey versus Jimmy match down the line, one on one, make it proper hardcore, proper crazy. I mean, Darby could be in that too, but if you want, we want to shuffle things up. But in that case, where does Darby go on? I think this is the great. I think this is the great um, idea with all out right now is we're still trying to figure out where everybody places. Like they announced, who was it the second? taping i think it's john moxley versus sean spears some nays is like well that doesn't sound very exciting this sounds really boring i'm like you don't know what the story is you don't know what they're going to do there's a host of things we don't know and to just poo poo that because yeah you haven't, you haven't got and, and i i just thought it's ridiculous we need to we know nothing about aw at the moment in terms of their tv strategy you know dave meltzer was saying a few weeks ago that while the second hour will be quite serious, the first hour to me sounded like it could be like DDT wrestling in Japan, which is nuts. Or at least them trying some stuff that people will think were nuts. And you may not like that, but I like the fact they want to offer something different. And then I'll, I'll judge it after the fact. It could be, crazy as it sounds, that we watch All Elite Wrestling and go, you know what, that's not a wrestling show I want to watch. I doubt it, but we don't know. We have to let them find their feet. We have to let them sort of, you know, get a hierarchy for these characters, which will shift around and we have to get a champion. We have to get feuds. They have to build this from, you know, the base. And even though we know people like Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, so on and so forth, Chris Jericho, John Moxley, we still need to know how they're going to be able to weave in and weave it, weave out every seven days. It's a really hard thing to do. We know that because we see it with WWE all the time. And nobody has nobody has the answers. Um, so yeah, we, we could end up in a crazy place. They could just stick in the mid card for a while. It could, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm all right with matches like John Moxley versus Sean Spears. And I'm all right with, was it Sammy Guevara versus uh, Cody Rhodes? Because I need the context around it. The context around it is the greatest thing ever. You're going to love that match. Lou Miller in the Super Chat says, uh, Bray should have many faces like Foley in the future. Well, he's already got two. we We've already got He's got three, really, with the lantern. So he's got three. You've got original Bray Wyatt, like the cult leader. And now that's part of his lantern. You've got TV presenter Bray Wyatt. And you've got The Fiend. So there is the three. He could jump around to all three. I don't really want to see the cult leader much anymore. I think we're done with that. I like the dynamic between happy TV presenter and, um, yeah, what do you call it? Um, crazy fiend guy. I think we can do that. But and one thing I should mention, actually, I saw a few, uh, so many people tweeted me at it. And obviously I did a tweet back over the week, last week. I may do a whole video about it just so it's there as like an HQ. Um, an HQ is like a, you know, a point to point people. Now, I have heard Brian Alvarez's rant <laughs> about Repo Man. Now, I want to caveat this by saying I'm a huge fan of Brian Alvarez. And you can see that in the interview we did with him on What Culture when we were at All In Weekend. I think he's great. I think he's very entertaining to listen to. I like him. I like him a lot. I think he's great. And at no point do I want anything else to come out of this because. I respect his opinion on Repo Man as well. When I heard the Repo Man clip, because I listened to Brian and Vinny shows, when I heard the Repo Man clip, I was laughing at my head off. He's 100% correct. The differences come. The reasons he hate Repo Man are the reasons I love Repo Man. <laughs> That's the only differences. I, but so, yeah, I have heard what he said. I respect everybody's opinion. He ain't wrong. You can't argue it. I think Repo Man is great because he was so dumb. I've said that. I've said that at culture videos. I've said it here. We did a whole video calling why I love Repo Man. Now, would I use this endeavor to try and book myself into a match against Brian Alvarez? Yes. But that comes more from a fan point of view. And that would just be a cool opportunity that I could look back on in a few years. And went, Miller, I don't know how you I don't know how you winged that one. Yeah, but so many people thought I was going to be devastated and mad by this. No, that's, that's not Simon Miller. Uh, I'm not that guy. Um, again, I thought it was great. I think Brian Alvarez is great. I think Wrestling Observer is great in general. You know, I don't always agree with all their opinions. In fact, sometimes I don't at all. I listen. I'm like, I don't think that. But that's the point, you don't get mad about that. The idea of wrestling is, or any sport, or any form of entertainment, is we all have opinions and they're all valid, even the really stupid ones. (laughs) That's a joke. But if you believe it, good for you. My man Spaz Phoenix in the super chat says, Greetings from Canada, well, the, the, the home of WWE. I've just finished my five nights of live wrestling marathon, Destiny, TakeOver, SummerSlam, Raw, SmackDown, and I'm still alive lol. Shout out to Spaz Phoenix. Search for him on YouTube if you want to check his stuff out. That is pretty damn good. That is pretty damn good indeed. I've just realized I forgot to do it again. Okay, We're we'll in the middle of the show. More people are watching now anyway. Of course, Simon Miller's wrestling show is sponsored by Pins and Knuckles for all your merchandise needs. You can head over to pinsandknucklesmerch.com right now to get exclusive wrestling t-shirts or head over to pinsandknuckles.com if you want to make your own t-shirts. I have an exclusive t-shirt up there. It's based on my gear. So it's a t-shirt with Y across the front, obviously. But it looks like the the design I have in my gear. Uh, If you'd like to buy that, you can. It's all there. Again, pinsandknucklesmerch.com. They sponsor the podcast. Complete transparency. It's just like a merchandise deal. They're having me out with some merch. I said I'd give them a plug on the the podcast, which we're doing right now. Uh, But yeah, some people get funny about that still in 2019. So I'm like, you know what? I am just going to be as transparent, as honest as I possibly can be. Um, and so we've done that. Also, going back to Spaz, I don't quite know how you're still alive after after doing all that streaming. Uh, I hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you thought SmackDown and Raw and SummerSlam and Takeover uh, were, were, were all worth it. Otherwise, you're going to be knackered. You mean knackered anyway? Streaming is hard. It's even you wouldn't think it was, but for some reason it can it, it can zap it out of you. Um, so I, a lot of people ask me to talk about Michael Cole shouting "It's past time" when Sasha Banks came out on Raw. Yeah, it wasn't great. And it wasn't great because it's a really annoying thing to say. It doesn't make any sense. Also, within the context it was presented, she had just interrupted Natty Neidhart talking about her dead father, and Michael Cole was more excited to see Sasha Banks come back. Now, I know he doesn't choose what he gets to say. He has somebody in his ear. I'm just going to move my legs because they're going dead. He, he has somebody in his ear. But yes, as a viewer of an entertaining product, I I didn't necessarily... <laughs> I didn't necessarily find that overly entertaining. It is... uh... Look, the commentary in WWE is... I don't like criticizing it because, you know, there are so many bits and bobs that we don't see... That it would probably be really difficult for all of us. That like even if you thought you were the best commentator ever, I imagine if you went and commentating on a WWE show, you'd be like, "Oh man, this is difficult." So I respect all of them, especially Michael Cole. The amount of work he puts into each show must be uh, must be unreal. But yeah, sometimes there is a there is a disconnect between what they think they should do. Or what they're told to do and what they should do. Like in you know, the best bit of commentary I've seen for ages is after the Bray Wyatt entrance, nobody said a word. And the first thing we heard from Michael Cole was, what on earth was that? That's perfect. Because it it, it it they're meant to be our voice, right? They're our eyes and ears. And he, you know, he said exactly what I was thinking. And that's what I want. And then I feel more connected to the product. Jacob Donnelly says, Far too much Shane McMahon on SmackDown. Don't know how much longer I can take it, Lol. No, dude, I, I think you're not alone. Again, I thought it was the end. I thought SummerSlam was the end. SummerSlam usually is the end. Big pay-per-view, payoffs, start a new thing. Again, the worst is Kevin Owens, who I'd love to be in the final of the King of the Ring. He is going to be screwed over by Elias and Shane McMahon. I don't want that. (laughs) I don't want that. I want it to be a nice, clean, easy tournament, but it's not going to be. But look, we'll, we'll take it day by day. We'll take it week by week. We'll see what they're going to do. I just think it would have benefited Shane McMahon as well. It would have benefited Shane McMahon if he went away for a while it would benefit his character for all the reasons we've already talked about in this podcast and for all the reasons we don't need to talk about again um because we, we, we've been over it i don't want to i don't want to smash you down um where are we gotta admit i'm a little obsessed with bray Wyatt since the firefly funhouse started and SummerSlam made me extremely excited. I love the new theme and can't wait to see who's next to feud with. I agree with you Simon, He should be pushed. Love all your content and wish you the best of luck with your upcoming bookings. Spear ups and downs one, two, three. That's a nice thing to say, isn't it? I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we all feel the same. I think we all feel the same about Bray Wyatt right now. Some people say they don't like him. I don't really know why. I, I mean, you, you don't have to think he's the best thing ever. That's fine. You don't have to think, oh, he's the greatest thing I've ever seen. But I can't imagine why... Unless you're just not into that hocus pocus stuff. But then again, why would you be watching WWE? I mean, sometimes you can watch WWE, get WWE booking, and go, oh, I can't believe it. And I do it too. We all do it. But, you know, from day one, it was quite clear what direction Bray Wyatt was going to head in. Actually, if you think back now, the progression we've had with Bray, you know, that night after WrestleMania with the stupid buzzard in a box and that music and the coughing. And then, you know, when it came on, everyone was like, what the flip is this? It's been a real. That's I tell you. That's why it's so good. It's not. It is Bray Wyatt, but it's the fact that it's just been so different, and it's it's given us so many things to talk about, and and debate, and argue, and again, and, and and just guess oh, which directions it's going to go in. And we don't get that a lot in WWE. We used to get it all the time. I don't know how much Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are, you know, are, are, are sinking into their new roles. I don't know how much say they have. I don't know if Vince McMahon has taken a step back, but I certainly I don't know if I don't know if um, uh, SmackDown was rewritten either. Obviously, SmackDown been rewritten, but I do know that they feel like more tighter productions for me over the last couple of weeks, which is good. Uh, Spaz Phoenix, back in the Super Chat, says, I don't know if it showed on TV when Shane interrupted Kevin Owens on SmackDown Live. Kellen fanned to his knees with an are-you-serious look on his face. He did, and that has been memed, and loads of people on the internet now saying, this is exactly how I feel <laughs> when Shane McMahon comes out, but don't worry. Shane McMahon gets his comeuppance from me on ups and downs today. Finally, my big tease the last few weeks got paid off i said if it got to this point it would happen and now it's happened so you can watch that in around about 17 minutes time uh if you have any questions or any statements in the super chat make sure you throw them in there now uh, again i'm gonna go and do my wrestling news check i'm so worried that one time i always say this but that one time i didn't look and then there was all this stuff going on i was like man we really we really 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 should have uh should have talked about that on the podcast but we didn't it doesn't look like it. It's just most people talking about Bray. Some people talking about Chris Jericho being the AEW champ, which he should be. But we'll do uh we'll do those predictions as as we get closer. And people some people are question going back to the title of the video, some people are questioned why it wasn't even mentioned by the commentators where Bray Wyatt was. I don't think it needed it. I don't I don't think there's you could have had a tease with the lights, or maybe, or maybe a firefly funhouse. But I don't think we we need anything. Maybe you could have re-showed the Finn Balor matches, or what was that? Where is he? Where did he go? I like the way they're dealing with it. That's my point. I like the way they're dealing with it. I think that it's uh, I think it's a success. I I, I just don't think they put a foot wrong. And people keep saying, oh, "I can't wait for them to put a foot wrong." Again, it's been almost half a year, four or five months. So I think right now we can give them the benefit of uh, we we can give them the benefit of um of the doubt and just hope that they die. i don't want them to ruin it i want wwe to be in awesome shape by the end of the year i want to be kicking ass and taking names we've got to get through another saudi arabia show in october so that is going to be look but hopefully that aside you know as soon as they move over to fox and they you know establish some new grounds some new characters some new storylines maybe do a bit of a shift in terms of the roster there's nothing there's nothing really that should, be, you know, all the stories keep going well. And that Buddy Murphy's being featured. The best thing of this week, on Raw, we had a showcase match with Cedric Alexander and the same with Buddy Murphy on SmackDown. I know they both lost, and that's something we need to focus on, but it's baby steps. That wasn't happening six months ago, so at least we're here now. And if you're a Baron Corbin hater, he hasn't been on TV now for like five weeks. So there's a lot of positives to take from it. Uh, Jacob Domel in the Super Chat says, Bray is an absolute genius. For the first time in a long time, my suspension of disbelief was effective. Bray felt like a true presence. And that's the other thing as well. Yeah, I mean, he's such a good performer and he understands how to perform this character so well that when he is flipping out in the ring and he's going crazy, it kind of does, I guess if you wanted to, you could go, is this guy actually crazy? Because he acts like a crazy guy. Like he does, he acts like an absolute crazy guy. Um I mean the the next snap when he basically killed Finn Balor and his stiff shots, like his whole presentation was utterly different. He came across like a badass, to the point a lot of people went, That guy's a badass, maybe you know, maybe I don't quite understand this fool. And that's why I wanted to keep The Undertaker thing alive or not going on social media or doing interviews. Just be that guy all the time. Because it'd be so much easier to buy into and that would be really, really cool. Spaz Phoenix, again in the Super Chat, says, During the Raw commercial break, WWE had a bunch of kids doing impressions for the audience. I saw a clip of this. Some poor kid did the best in the world Shane McMahon thing and got shouted down by CM Punk chants. Wrestling fans, eh? I don't think we should be chanting that at kids. It's not very nice to kids. Kids, they get hurt. We talked about this on another podcast I do. But the sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me is the stupidest phrase of all time. Because one, if I throw a stick at you and it hurts, something's gone awfully wrong. A stick shouldn't be hurting anybody. But if I call you like an effing c word because you know you're a piece of trash. And you're already in a bit of upset. You that That is going to hurt you 10 times more than me throwing a stick. Do you know what a stick is? A stick would hit you and you'd turn around and you'd be like, what are you doing, bro? Why are you wasting your life and my life? It's a big waste of life. And then they'll call you a horrible name. you are like, all right. And that's what you'll focus on. Ain't nothing to do with the stick. Sticks and stones will break my bones. Don't chant stuff at kids either. Kids are impressionable, and kids need our support and love. Which is also why the Bray Wyatt thing is even more badass. Because you just—we already said it—that's gonna be scaring the crap. If you've got a kid in the super, in the sorry in the chat right now. Let me know if you let your kid watch it. And if you did, the way they reacted. They must have gone to bed terrified. Undead FB Goo in the super chat says, when Bray was freaking out, I felt bad for him. Well, that's another part of the character, right? You know, he went for, when he he decided what move to do, and he went to his heel hurt gloves, he did come across a bit like a schizophrenic or a, a paranoid whatever. Like, he really, really did. He really, really did. And I think that's such an interesting twist, an interesting spin on that character too. It gives it depth. And sometimes you don't get that with characters in not just WWE, but all wrestling. You can interpret what he's doing in your own way. And you don't know how true it is because he won't tell you. It's up to you to figure it out. Love it, man. I love it. MJ Beltran in Super Chat says, Simon Miller fans, millennials all the way. No, so it'd be like millennials, but millennials. <laughs> Miller-Neals. Millennials. Are oh, you right? Millennials. There it is. You pronounce it the same way. I'm very tired today. As you can probably see by my tired face. Um, I'll take it. The Millennials. Alright, that's what our group can be called. Maybe. I may change my mind on this. because, But Millennials get a bad rap. That's the other problem. Like blah, 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 Always get like people going crazy. Oh, Millennials, you don't know what you're doing. There's a whole debate in the morning. It's nothing to do with football, but still uh, wrestling. There's a whole debate at the moment because Sheffield United Stadium has just gone... Uh, cash free so you can only play by contactless i think that's really good i never want to have cash on me but the argument is yeah what about the non-millennials who may not have a contactless card and that then blew up but you know I, I i i always i cashless society man i went to holland a few months ago they had no they did that was brilliant uh king of burgers great name straight away in the super chat says hey simon official leak here the person who almost killed roman reigns was little jimmy you know i love the fact that little jimmy was meant to be a punishment I can't remember the specifics now. You can find it if you go Google it. But Lil' Jimmy was given to R-Truth as a punishment. And look what he did with that. He turned it into the most entertaining thing in the company. And I think that sums up R-Truth as a performer. Jack Swagger came out this week in an interview and said the same thing. He said that R-Truth is just a wonderful human being. And he lives it. He loves it. He's beyond an entertainer. And I think that sums it up. The Lil' Jimmy skits are some of my favorite skits ever. I thought they were hilarious. I looked forward to them every single week. Our truth is, is better than probably we give him credit for, and we already give him plenty of credit. The ranting chubster <laughs> in the super chat says, is it going to turn out Bray has a secret brother? I mean, it could do. I don't know who that would be. I would rather not. I think this version of Bray Wyatt is better off by himself, because technically he's not himself, right? He's got eight different people in his head. But, may, but who would it be? I don't want it to be Harper or Ryan. We've done that. And people oh, we should put them back. No, 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 we've done it. I don't mind Brian. I don't if Harper wants to be the surprise, I kill tried to kill Roman Reigns and now I'm with Harper and Brian. That's cool. That ties uh Roman and Brian. That's cool. It ties in. But I think Bray, for now at least he should be a lone warrior, he should be at odds with the things in his head. He should do terrible things and regret them and say sorry and then do crazy Firefly fun houses. All of that. I don't I don't think that we need to we need to screw around with what we've got again don't if it ain't broke don't fix it it's the classic thing we've done sticks and stones now we're doing that if it ain't broke don't fix it we're just getting going with Bray Wyatt as well this was first match how the hell we did that I don't know but it goes to show WWE can still do it when they put their minds to it debuts the night after Wrestlemania doesn't have a match until SummerSlam doesn't need to have another match to Royal Rumble then don't do anything else until Wrestlemania doesn't need to fight on Hell in a Cell or Clash of Champions or Survivor Series screw all that screw it just don't do it fight the the norm and come up with brand new stuff Uh, people are mentioning Bo Dallas now I mean where the you know how much work you'd have to do for Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel the B team when was the last time we even saw the B team on TV other than the 24-7 stuff where they pop up and don't really do anything like EC3 he ain't around (laughs) a lot of people on that roster that can't but Mojo Rawley too I still want to know why Mojo Rawley has blue goop on his face no one has told me I know he hates mirrors, and I know he hates his own reflection, but no one has told me why he hates blue goop on his face. And I really would like to know. It's very, very important to me, and yet I'm never going to get it. I will. Such a shame. Uh, Right, that's pretty much it. That's That's all the stuff that's been going down. Uh, ever since I talked to you yesterday if you have any last minute questions chuck them in the super chat now and we'll get to them but otherwise of course nine minutes time make sure you head over to What Culture Wrestling and subscribe subscribe there and you can check out all that wrestling content I'm on there and a bunch of other good dudes as you can see on the screen right now at Twitter and Instagram at SimonMiller316 all of this is supported by Patreon Patreon.com forward Simon316 all the links are in the description below but thank you to everybody who joined up this week again the reason I'm able to do two of these is because the Patreon is being supported and therefore I'm able to balance my time better and again if you want some merchandise i've got loads at simonmiller.bigcartel.com went to the post office before this and sent them out so if you've made a recent order it should be with you soon if you live in america it can take a while i don't control that unfortunately but it will get to you and if not drop me a line and we'll sort it out And again, pinsandknucklesmerch.com for an exclusive Simon Miller t-shirt as well as some other t-shirts from your favorite British professional wrestlers. Or you can go to pinsandknuckles.com if you want to sort your own merchandise out. or You just want a bunch of t-shirts or you just want to look at um, the site. You may want to do that. Maybe you haven't got much to do this Wednesday. Uh, This Sunday too, I should say, if you're around the Ballam area in London, make sure you head down to the Bedford which is a venue uh, for 6.30 p.m. I'm wrestling. The heavyweight tournament continues, and I'm headed back there. So yeah, Sunday night, make sure you go there. Just search for EWE on, uh, well, anything, really. Just search for them, and you can find it. Or you can go to the Bedford website. Either is fine. Quick shout out to the Rattling Chubbster in the Super Chat. He says, where is Luke Harper? Apparently, WWE doesn't like him, my friend. We will we'll know. If Luke Harper turns out to be the guy that tried to kill Roman Reigns, he's back in the good books, and I'd like that because he's underrated. If not, we may never see him on WWE television again, and that will suck. And AJ Parker says in the Super Chat, Simon, how long until we get a house match? Hopefully never, AJ. That sounds like one of those situations that will kill the Bray Wyatt character. I don't want to kill the Bray Wyatt character. Thank you very much for watching again. Head on over to just search for Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast on iTunes or Google Play or whatever you use for a podcast. You'll find a special episode for WWE SummerSlam 2019 where I go through the whole card and I talk about it and make sure you subscribe and give it a good rating because I want to start building it up there and on here and again, six minutes time. Six minutes time. What culture wrestling? Watch ups and downs for SmackDown but have a good Wednesday. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate all the love and yeah, I'll chat to you again when I chat to ya <laughs>